Hey, what it do with the business is? It's another week in the books with you on Deck TV Podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown coming up on today's show. Beyonce checks fab. DJ Khaled gets another one. And we rap with my guy Jay Wilson about what it's like being a photographer to rappers here in the ATL. But before we get started, man, we have to say a special rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Of course, everyone heard the news over the weekend. Uh, condolences to his family, friends, and fans. Do you have a favorite Kobe story? Yeah, condolences to his family, uh, all the people aboard the flight. Uh, Absolutely. Very surprising news when it came in over the weekend. It's one of those things you read and you're like, nah, this can't be real. Yeah. Uh, one of those times that you're hoping that TMZ fucked it up. Yep. Uh, but unfortunately, it was true. And um, to speak to my favorite Kobe moment, over the weekend, they were playing the montages of Kobe and doing the different things, and they had a – when he had retired, he was on Jimmy Kimmel, and they showed the Lakers celebrating after they had won, like, some random regular season game. <laughs> and they cut to Kobe, show him looking at it. He was just so disgusted <laughs> at how happy they were with being mediocre and mediocrity. Yep. And it just goes to – speaks to him as a person and what, unfortunately, his short life mostly was dedicated to, and that's being great on the basketball court. Uh, I heard someone say he wasn't the biggest, he wasn't the strongest, uh, but he damn sure was one of the best, and that was – went to hard work him being there when nobody else do it iverson put a post up on ig and he said he'll never forget when uh they first went to the all-star game or somewhere when he's first in the league and uh, he said well what you finna go do tonight cole was like i'm, I'm going to the gym mm -hmm. Iverson said i was on my way to the club <laughs> and this is how he got down all the time so that's how it worked yeah i've been seeing the tributes absolutely over the weekend they've been great stories probably the one of the better stories i heard and i can't remember the reporter but he was talking about how the lakers had a back-to-back against the Nuggets. Um, they had the home game first, and then the next day was in Denver. The home game, Kobe hit 41, mm. and then they flew into Denver the same night. Uh, there was a, a voluntary practice shoot-around. Kobe was the only Laker to show up to the voluntary shoot-around. So he interviewed him there on the court during shoot-around. He was like, man, how do you feel about going back-to-back against -back? the same team in two nights? He was like, I guess you're just going to have to find out. He hit 53 that night. <laughs> so that's the type of dude, the work ethic, the competitor. Uh, it's, it, bro, it wasn't nobody like Kobe. That's so true. It's, that's again, rest in peace and condolences to everyone involved. Rest man. in peace to the mama. This show is dedicated to the mamba, the mamba mentality. Absolutely, man. What's you watch basketball? I know basketball like the back of my hand. Yes, you're correct. You watch it. Okay. What's so difficult about a back to back? I mean, you playing basketball, dude. I, I have to the fly travel. To it. I have to get on a first class flight to another city to go play <laughs> basketball that I'm getting paid twenty million to do. Your body, man, ain't you yeah. in the middle of a season? Yeah, you know, cap. You can't do it, as the youngsters <laughs> would say. I can't at this age. If they was paying me twenty million, I damn sure would try though. <laughs> I ain't sitting out back to backs if they paying me that much. You're not hitting fifty either. <laughs> I'm not. I am not hitting fifty. Uh, man, let's take it to the Grammys. The sixty second annual Grammys went down over the weekend, and we'll get to the winners and the losers in just a second. But first, let's talk about that. Nipsey Hustle tribute. Uh, it featured DJ Khaled, John Legend, Meek Mill, uh, Roddy Rich, and surprisingly, Kurt Franklin. Let me ask you, uh, how do you think surprised. they did? They said he was going to be there. Nah, that was surprising. No, nah, they said he was going to be there. The point, that, the fact that he was there, <laughs> but they named him. Though. <laughs> it's surprising. <laughs> what did you think about the tribute? It was decent. Uh, it was about as much as you would expect from the Grammys. Um, I mean, that that's about as much as I could say about it. I, I felt like that. DJ Khaled wasn't needed, and that's not because I don't understand it. It was on his album, of course. Right. Uh, I just feel like 
if there were other people uh, that were putting the Grammys together and the programming were catered towards a more our crowd, hip hop, then you would have seen something better. This uh, was vanilla. It was all we know that this is a big deal in a certain aspect of music. So we're going to try our best to address it. And I mean, that's how it came off. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm conflicted. Much like Tyler, the creator, was about him winning. And we'll get to that in a second, too. I'm conflicted. On one hand, I'm glad that the Grammys did have a, a, a dedication to Nipsey Hussle, who some believe is not a legend. Um, one know, person believes yeah, that. You know, there's a debate going on one with that. One person believes <laughs> But then on the other hand, um, I'm looking at it, and it was cool. Like, the song is cool. It's, it's, it's not the best Nipsey Hussle song. Um, I'm not sure what Kurt Franklin was doing there. And then you had an unreleased. This is choir. Uh, was it? Are, yes. I didn't know that. Who knows? How you Obviously. Know what, it's... what else would he be doing? <laughs> He's directing the choir. They could have had Kanye up there with his Sunday service. That would have made much more sense. want to talk about the shit going to the, the, the fan. And shit hitting the fan would have been Kanye up there. I, I, I think I think having an unreleased Meek Mill song, the song he ended up doing that hadn't came out yet, so not, not a lot of people were familiar with it. Uh, it just, bro, it was okay. It, it, it was it was okay. I'm just glad they did it. Uh, honestly, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they did it. It's as good as you can get with the people that are in charge of the Grammys, which is what Tyler was saying, right? Yeah. I, Even the CEO that was just fired from the Grammys was saying the same thing. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, real quick though, do you think? Having Kobe on the screen overshadowed the moment for Nip and his family, though. A little bit. It did. I mean, they don't even think that there is a question about that. the The question is, why is Kobe Bryant up there with Nipsey Hussle? Like, Kobe doesn't rap. It's not hip hop. If you're gonna pay tribute to an icon, then pay tribute at the front of the show. They or did. Find, well, find somewhere else to put. Kobe's picture like you don't have to put it right here with Nipsey's and I'm not saying anything bad about either one of those two guys much respects to them and their legacies but it just makes no sense it's like well if I'm being completely frank about it or two black guys up here they both have passed they were both legendary can we just like put them up here and again it speaks to the people on the board and they're running the Grammys that don't know the difference of let's throw Kobe up there to be fair though this was in LA and this was at the Staples Center. So pay tribute at another time. It don't, that still doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I, they paid tribute at the beginning. I thought that was good enough. I don't. I think if, if this is just Nipsey's face, no one on earth would have said, hey, why y'all didn't put Kobe's face up there too? Nobody. I don't think anybody would have said or, that. Or if they had pe- like shown Kobe at the beginning, like you, ain't ha- you don't have to play Nipsey Hustle behind it. Uh, yeah. It's just like, nah. Yeah, I thought that was a little strange. It was a, a lot strange, very strange. And with that being said, it's more strange. Uh, speaking about the committee and what they had going on and the lots of comings and goings, the CEO, as I mentioned, was fired of the Grammys because she was whistleblowing, talking about the practices of how they made the selections for the people into the Grammys. With that, and Tyler and Puff getting and, and voicing their opinions, do you think the Grammys got it right in the categories that we care about? Um, Yes and no. Best rap album going to Tyler, the creator, made, well, I'm not going to say it made zero sense, but dude, just because he is a rapper does not mean that everything that he puts out is considered rap. What he put out was not a rap album. He's not rapping on there at all. Yet and still, and we knew this, we called this when the Grammy nominations were announced last year. Y'all can go check the show. We said they're going to give this to Tyler, the creator, for whatever reason. It's the least rap album in the best rap album category, and he still ended up getting it. And I'm glad he called them out on it 
after the fact saying why why do I have to be pigeonholed into this category when this album is genre bending? It's clearly not rap. So kudos to him for genre. calling them out. He said genre bending. Yeah, that's what he said. But it is. It's not a rap album. So why do y'all? That that was corny. But on the other hand, I'm glad J Cole finally got a Grammy. Um, he was featured on a lot with Twenty One Savage, and that won Best Rap Song. So shout out to J Cole getting his first joint. And shout out to Tyler Craig for calling him out on another miss on the best rap album. And Puff, no no thoughts on Puff, the 365 days to get your shit right? Nah, I mean, I get it. And is they, it an, they is proved it an empty him right. Threat, I wanna, is it an empty threat? Nah, Puff, Puff got some pull. You he know has pull, but I mean, he ain't pulling out of the Grammys either. He might. Hmm. He don't need them. It's unfortunate that musicians have to have this particular award in order to make it to another tax bracket. So people would wonder why each year we take time out to talk about these things and be like, well, if they don't care about hip hop, why do we take so much time to focus on it? When the fact of the matter is, if you get that Grammy Award winning in front of your name, it changes your life. That's a fact. Uh, like you said, happy to see J. Cole get it. Now, when we come to talking about Tyler. He uh, shouldn't have won that. He shouldn't have? No, man. That's stupid. That's fine. I, and I'm not here to say that he shouldn't have. Shouldn't they have. fucked I, it up last year. They fuck it up a lot. <laughs> and I think it's cap for him to get up and say that, much like uh, when the dude that was hosting the Oscars or something recently, he was talking about the actors getting up there and saying all their political views. Like, <laughs> Tyler, like, you got up there and you took the Grammy. Like, you didn't boycott. You did not show up. You knew you were going to win the award, and you knew that you were nominated for Best Rap Performance. As a matter of fact, your team submit this. Yeah. So don't get up there and tell me that you like have a problem with it. Like it's cap. Like you just looking to make a highlight. I don't believe it. I don't believe Puff cares because like that lady said, the CEO. I can't think of her name of the Grammys. They know how this shit go and been going like that for what is it, the sixty second Grammys? Yeah. And it's not going to change if people like Tyler get up there. And Cap, like it's cap, like you're not making a difference by accepting the award and everything that comes with it, and then saying, "I wish they hadn't done this." He said he was conflicted, so he he was appreciative that they considered him and that they did award him, but he felt it was a backhanded compliment. But you submitted your, your you submitted all of your stuff for the award. So I didn't know I you could understand. submit for a specific yeah. award, though. When you submit your stuff for a Grammy, I mean, I may be wrong. But How I many Grammys do you have? I have none. Okay. But when you submit your award, I think that you submit it for a category. I don't think that you submit it to the Grammys and say, hey, do with this what you want to. So I, if I can like submit. Like, if I'm Tyler, I can't just submit that and be like, well, y'all tell me if it's rap or, like, they had to get the it from somewhere. Mm, I thought they, I thought that's what the committee was for. I think that they submit the music under the categories that they want to fall under. Shout out to Nipsey winning two best rap performance for Racks in the Middle and then best rap song performance for Higher with uh, DJ Khaled and John Legend. So that's two for them, man. Shout out to Nipsey. Uh, shout out to Nipsey for winning that. I, I feel like that YBN could have. Album of the year? Yeah. I mean, rap album of the year? Yeah. Absolutely not. Uh, that should have went to Meek Mill Championships. That's the best <laughs> album out of that category. It's too, Easy. It's too old. Um, man, moving on. <laughs> Fabulous, man. We're going to take it up up top to New York. Fab told a hilarious story on his Breakfast Club visit about a time that Beyonce had confronted him about a bar where he took a little bit of a slight at Beyonce's sister, Solange. Now, Fab did say he apologized to Beyonce and to Solange, who yeah, more or less really didn't accept it. She wasn't fucking with him at all. Yeah, no, nah, she wasn't. My question is, do you think that Fab should have apologized to begin with? Absolutely. Um, I mean, if you're not, if he's not going to, 
apologizing about it seems extreme because you're supposed to have a freedom of speech as an artist. Not sure if he thought that they would be as serious about it as they were. But when you're talking about somebody like Beyonce. You're talking about Solange, actually. Well, you're talking about Beyonce. (laughs) Solange is her sister. (laughs) With that being said, if you don't want to be an asshole, like you can say it. And then if she has something, if she comes out and voices her opinion about it, then you would be an asshole to be like, all right, well, it's, you know, it's music. I'm a rapper. (laughs) You kind of got to accept it. Like, nah, like she expressed that she didn't like it. So you should apologize being an adult about the situation. But I do think it speaks to like me personally, I think Fab hit a wall in his career when it got to Ray J and and that and, and like just him being already tiptoeing about what he is saying. And I'm sure that this happened around about that time, I Probably. think, too. Yeah. So he was just like, fuck it, I'm not going to say anything. And you could tell his career, in my opinion, has taken a downspin since then, being careful about what he said. Solange got lightened up. Um, the bar was like on a. Like said, Beyonce was mad though. Yeah, I mean they both were upset. She came to him. That they need to lighten up. This was on a mixtape. First off, let you gotta let that. It wasn't even like it was Beyonce on a single. Mixtapes. This got played in the club, and so that's how they heard it. Okay, which which is actually Beyonce funny. not banging that fail mixtape. Uh, clearly not, because they didn't hear it until it was in the club. Solange's <laughs> not listening to that fail. Man, listen, Fab should have said, man. Did look, you play the bar? No, on audio. You ain't gonna play that on audio. I don't what? know what song that he was said, on. Why, he said, why would you? Uh, don't fuck up a. Why would you want a Solange but you can have a Beyonce? That's a fair question. Is it? Because <laughs> some people, would, you know, some people prefer Solange. Man, it's all in the bars. This, the same way people try to get mad at Jay because he said you're gonna have dudes in the future playing with your son. Like, and he, he you know, he did the whole play on Russell Wilson in future. That's wordplay, dude. Like, relax. Nah, it's not it's that not. deep. That ain't cool either. Man, who gonna? Okay. That's not he, cool. He, he apologized to Future. Like fuck. If Future came up to him, ask him for an apology. Yes, he should. Like those are his kids. You're speaking on his social situation, and you expect okay. Now, if Future just came up and smacked the shit out of Jay Z, people would be like, "Oh, what's wrong with Future? He's being toxic." Now they're gonna say, "Where did Future go? We haven't seen him in since he smacked Jay Z." I'm just saying, when you say things like that, you open yourself up for however someone's going to respond. He's lucky that she only came and wanted. An apology. <laughs> could have been out of here, <laughs> fucking with the queen. Like, you know how to hive, dude. According to you, he already out of here. He's been out of here. That ain't news. That is not breaking news. <laughs> uh, next, moving on. During the MLK event uh, recently, J. Cole was asked about ethics of record labels in hip hop and yep. the responsibility that they played in promoting artists that bragged about drug use. Mm-hmm. In short, J. Cole answered. Yes, it's a problem, but he also stated is capital being capitalistic or capitalism a problem too? Um, is it that simple, or is there more to it? So yeah, shout out first of all to this. It was a dope um, presentation. It was him, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, mm-hmm. him, Marshawn Lynch, and Ryan Coogler, and it was super dope. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Ryan Coogler did pose the question. You know, should they be more responsible re- regarding the record labels? And the answer is no. And J. Cole said no. Those are facts. They are a business, and we are in a capitalistic society for anybody that just woke up yesterday. Mm-hmm. You have to face that. Now, what I liked about what J. Cole said was him knowing that 
that is why he puts certain messages in his music to combat that. Mm -hmm. And so now those people who are capitalistic and making money off of these other artists promoting certain drug uses and vices, they're also putting money promoting J. Cole's message as well. So his is out there equally as much as the others, especially if other people continue to jump jump in. I mean, I heard a good quote in a movie uh, called Sorry to Bother You came out like a year or two ago. And the character said, when the guy was complaining about certain situations, he said, dude, you can complain about how things should be or you can thrive in how they are. And right now, J. Cole is thriving in how they are by making that adjustment to his content and getting that out to the masses. You can't sit and, ex- and expect bosses in the 45th floor in a high-rise in Manhattan to give a shit about what's going on in where, wherever, the fifth ward in New Orleans, but they're not going to care. And for you to expect them to think they should care, you're being delusional. Facts. That's facts. And even on the expansion of the question, Kugler asked about the prospective industries. He was asking about football with Marshawn Lynch and himself in the movie industry. And the fact of the matter, then, yeah, it happens all down the line. And like you said, people know what makes money. They know how to sensationalize things in those offices that you speak of to drive people to spend their money. And it continues to happen. So until people stop spending their money, then it's going to continue to happen. Exactly. J. Cole, like you said, found a way to put candy with the medicine. Uh, right. Finds a way to put candy with the medicine. Some people say it puts them straight to sleep. But he's trying. <laughs> At least he's trying. And uh, Ryan Coogler, I believe, tries. And I also know Marshawn Lynch tries his ass off to make sure that you know why he's here. Yeah. Uh, so I do commend those guys for sitting up there and having that conversation and um, and, and being able to address it in that way that, that accepts responsibility for what they do but still also knows where to take the conversation with it. Yeah, I got to be realistic, though. Like, it, it, when it comes to money versus morals with these executives and these big corporations, you know which one they're going to take 99.9999% of the time. So expecting anything else is different. Again, you just you, you, you playing yourself at that point. You just got to know how to play the game or don't play it at all. You, you know what I'm saying? If you if somebody has a problem with it that much, then stop buying the music, which is fine. Stop listening to it. Stop wanting to be a rapper, you know, talking about those things. Stop supporting your, your partner that's in the studio talking about that stuff, adding to it, if you feel that strongly about it. Or you can do like um you can do like J. Cole doing and get your paper together and help out people and you know, same thing for Marshawn Lynch, but I can't help the poor if I'm one of them. Get rich and give back, that's the win win. Marshawn Lynch and Shout the Hove. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's not a Marshawn Lynch quote. <laughs> I'm just deep out here with the whole bars. Mm. Hey, man, listen, guys, don't go nowhere. We got an interview with my guy Jay Wilson coming up. You're not going to want to miss it. Flashback. Video shoot, Sheik Geek. You know, we doing it a lot, man. We keeping this shit fresh all, all day. From Home Deck TV, Free Weezy, you know how we doing it. We are back. See on Deck TV podcast. It's your man, Animal Brown. I am Spike Lou. Hey, man, we got a very, very special guest in the building. Uh, one that doesn't need an introduction, but we're going to give one anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, listen, this man, his lens has taken photos of some of the dopest artists down here in the city, man. Uh, Young Thug has graced the lens. Future, uh, Boosie, Gunplay, Bankroll Fresh, Rest in mm. Peace, Lil Duval. And little known black history fact, he also did our very first photo shoot. On the boat. <laughs> Back oh, in the field. Man. Shout out our guy Jay Wilson, man. What's yes, good what's with up, you? What's up? How y'all doing, man? Chilling, man. You did Poe first, bro. Uh, photo cover. shoot for your CD cover, too. Yeah, hey, man, we go way back. Me in the game. That's when you were Kodak. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you went through a rebrand <laughs> a couple of times. A few of them, yeah. How oh. do you... 
Why the rebrand? What was the thought process? I want to say like moving too fast. Mm. Like I've always just been the person like to just do it. So even starting out, like when I was in school, I didn't even finish school. I got in school, learned a couple bits, started making money, and was like, ah, right, let's let's go get this money. Yeah. But in the course of doing that, the money kept coming and kept coming, and I just I wasn't really focused on myself. I was more so catering to everybody else's brand. So I've went through as far as companies, I've went through like a couple of company names. Okay. So now I'm just I feel like it was meant to be because I brought it back full circle to Jay Wilson Media. Like nice. my real name is Julius, last name Wilson, so it just seemed right. So I'm back where I'm supposed to be, I guess. That's interesting. Uh when you say yourself, finding yourself, you know, making the name change, using your name, what sparked that in you? When you said you were working with other people, like what made you be like, you know what, I need to do this for me? I mean, well, specifically, I didn't like the name that I had. That helps. Like, the last name before this was, what, PPMM615, and somebody was like, man, what is that, like a a computer code or something? Uh, I thought it was It's like, no, it was an abbreviation for Picture Perfect Multimedia, which is what it was before that. So that was long, even giving out my email address. I'm like, (laughs) that was long. Sounded good in the brainstorming session, though. (laughs) Right. right. PPM, that's going to kill (laughs) them. Right. But, no, I had to switch that up, and before that I had – uh, what P three photography? I had a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. Um, then I had Kodak TBP back when I was an artist. So, and the TBP was uh the bigger picture, which was the name of my first mixtape. Okay. So, I just yeah. You taking us back through. then? Yeah. Now, now you you mentioned school. Did you go to school for photography, or are you just talking about regular school? I went to. I mean, I guess you could say it was for photography. I ain't really staying there long enough to kind of get solidified as something I guess but I took a couple of photography classes and I um like in college or you talking about like Nashville State like, okay gotcha okay, okay. yeah so uh Shout out Nashville State Tech. I mean <laughs> it was it was cool but they didn't really teach me nothing I didn't already know so I guess that's one reason why I left mm. and like I wasn't even really doing my homework and stuff like that and still pull back 90s and stuff like that and <laughs> almost was teaching the class so I was like man I'm I'm good on this so Let's go get this money. For yeah. those of you who don't know, the like it is one hundred percent Nashville slang. So oh, y'all man, look, up on it look. while we not mentioning it, like it is strong. I just got it out of my vocabulary. Man. Thirty years in. We here though. I you definitely forty. Uh no. but look though. Uh no, Nashville all in the building all day, every day. How long yes. you been in Atlanta? Uh, I guess about four years, four or five years. Mm. What sparked the change though? You was like, Man, I got the deal just had to dip man like nah actually it's it's funny like um somebody an old friend of mine had called me to a house for like it was like one of them pyramid type pyramid scheme you should be here companies yeah (laughs) multi-level i walked in what is this an intervention or something like it was weird and i walked in and like it was a whole bunch of people sitting around and it just felt funny but they had them you should be here signs right when i got there i was like nah this ain't for me but I just kept listening to what they were talking about. So I still had to stay for like three, four hours. I didn't want to be the person to get up and walk out like right. I'm not with this. So I still stayed. But when I left there, I don't know what happened, but I felt different. Mm. I felt different. And I was like, nah, I can't do this. Yeah, I can't do Nashville. I said, I, I feel like I'm on a treadmill. So I just got up. Um, I was still working a job. I got up. I did what? 
I did like a week vacation, came down to Atlanta, looked around for a whole week, moved the next week. Mm. Used a PTO on they dime. I like that. Right. And that was <laughs> and that was it. And yeah. then I came down here working my job, did the job for like two years, and then started um auditing my company and I was like, man, I'm making more money doing this than mm. I have a two weeks notice with this. I'm gone with this. And since then, clientele been up, everything been up, and I just been running. Nice. Perfect. No, it's a perfect segue. I'm glad you said that. How do you go from taking pictures as a hobby, dropping out of school, and you know, thinking that you like it, to a point where you have a company and you're doing an audit and you're making money? When did you start seeing those things start to change? Uh, I don't know. I really, it's 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 not really. It's weird because it wasn't really a, a seeing thing. It wasn't a vision thing. I was moving solely off a of feeling. Mm. Like when they say you got to take that leap on faith, like mm-hmm. I was moving solely off a of feeling. My wife wasn't even feeling it. You should have told me you were quitting your job. It ain't got nothing to do with you. You mm-hmm. wasn't working the job. Mm-hmm. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Like So I just felt like I had to do what I had to do. And, um, yeah, I don't know if I answered the question. Yeah, you did. I mean, you you alluded to it. It started changing from, hey, can you come take these pictures for me for free to I will give you this much to take the pictures, right? Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that's basically just kind of knowing your worth, like, mm. from not from the beginning because you're not going to know it from the beginning. But, like, how I started was first I was an artist. Then I was doing my own CD covers. So I started doing other people's CD covers. They were sending me cell phone pictures. So I was like, nah, I'm going to get my own camera. I'm going to take your picture. Right. And then it just came Rolls in from that. that. So, but I've really always been around a camera. Like a lot of people don't know, I was a childhood model when I was little. Right, so I was making $75, $100 an hour when I was little, buying my own toys and, That's funny. and some cowboy boots, <laughs> country stuff, man. Like, some but shit. I just had money. So, and my parents really, well, they probably was taking money, but I just had my own money. So I was just doing my own thing. I know yeah. your brother hit you up. Yeah, most I definitely know he probably. Used to hit yeah. you. I know yeah. your brother. I know he used to hit yeah, you. Yeah, but, you know, I was just, I've always been around a camera. I've done plays, commercials, mm. and then I graduated. I started doing music in um, high school. So this has always been something that you've enjoyed. You just yeah. figured out how to turn it into just making making nothing into something basically is what I like doing. Whether it's music, whether it's a beat, whether it's a photo, whether it's video, anything, mm-hmm. whether it's a brand, whether it's a person, just build it up. Did you ever second guess the move to Atlanta? Was there a moment where you're like, man, maybe I should have stayed in the video with the gig? Nah, because I know how to move. That's real. It's my wife second guess it all the time. We shouldn't be, but that's I know how to move. Yeah. But um, move as far as getting your clientele right. Move as far yeah. as look. I'm trying to I'm Work trying to get it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. What was but, the big uh, break, so to speak? Was there an artist? Was there a particular moment? Was like that was the one that kind of put me over the top in terms of getting my clientele where it need to be, et cetera. If I had to put that on somebody, I'd probably put it on Rollo. Because mm. free with him, with him, yeah, free Rollo, of course. But with him, you always just ran into people. Okay. And that just kind of put me through the door, and and sometimes I would network with that person, and then go from there, like Future and the mm. Young Thug and and uh, Young Scooter, and man, pretty much everybody, NBA Young Boy, like he put me around everybody to just be able to take a picture with him, take take their picture, take his pictures and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'd probably put it on him. That's, okay. that's a good thing that you bring up as far as being with Rallo and then him putting you in a position to do things with other artists mm-hmm. young aspiring photographers out here to listen to our show 
tell them how that approach is. Like, you there with Rollo, you're taking pictures for him. Do people approach you and say, hey, what do you charge? Or do you go to people and say, hey, I do this? Hey, I do this. Mm. But people, people going to come around. But you got to understand, a lot of people, what people really got to understand is where you at and what you do. Mm-hmm. And like I always get like a lot of DMs saying, uh, "Man, I want to move to Atlanta. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's enough clientele. I don't know, if, man. It's probably five, ten thousand photographers out here. But everybody, everybody, everybody I run into, I can say, hey, I do this. Oh man, I need that. Well, yep. let's get it. Yep. And even if you got a person, I can say, well, let me just do this because I might be better than that person. So then you know you work your way up. Yeah, that that's true. Sense. That's true. I, real quick, speaking of Rollo, because uh, we all know his situation that he kind of got. Because Rollo, because Rollo actually, real quick. I mean, I'm not saying I'm true. better than him, but Rollo actually had a cameraman. Gotcha. But you know, he just brought me around just because, and we just clicked tight and everything. So, so it does was he just start, natural. He starts preferring you over the guy that he already had in place. Does that cause any friction? No, no. He still had he still had him locked in. It's just sometimes mm. I guess he wouldn't be available, and you know, but I really ended up going towards the graphic side so I like make all his flyers and stuff like that but he know I got a camera in my hand so he'll still hit me up gotcha. mm. How how's he doing he's good man like it's it's all things considered all things yeah considered. I mean I'd say I'd say I'd hate to say but it just it feels like it's probably just like another day for him mm, like he ain't sense. now he's a yeah. very uh he, he calls a lot of the tra- when he speaks a lot of stuff goes down Rollo is a I don't know the word that I'm looking for for that, but I know that a lot of crazy stuff I would assume happens around him. The colorful one of the stories, colorful yeah. characters, yeah, colorful guy. So, so tell me something that you know a, a Rollo story that, that people <laughs> would be like, yeah, I could see that. That won't get him more. Yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> a kosher story. I mean, I'd probably start with my scariest story. Just one of my All scariest right. stories with being around him is, man, I don't like speed. I like speed. I speed. But I don't like other people's speed. You know, like a foreign 200 miles on the exactly. dash. Exactly. So he, <laughs> just, he just bought the Lambo. Mm. And um, and he was like, man, run to the store with me. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, I'm going to be the first one in the Lambo. Let's go. Hop in, grab the camera, let's go. Oh, he wanted to stunt. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, pulled out of apartments. Apartments. And kind of like... Kind of like five seconds in, I just seen the look on his face. I said, "Oh no, nah, this ain't this ain't what's up." Put a tray on boys and in the hood. Yeah, Let this me ain't out. what's up. And you just see, you just see the the houses beside you going by a little bit too fast to be on a back street <laughs> with a red light coming up. Nah, like it's just, nah. I was like, "No, nah, bro." Like, Let me out. so we got to the gas station, and his homeboys pulled up. He said, "Man, we finna go somewhere else." I said, "I bet." You know what? Like, I'm it's going to be better if I get you pulling up. I'm going to ride with them. I'm going to ride with them. Yeah, that's cool. Man, I jumped in the car with them. And I said, man, I love you to death. I'm never getting in there. That's right. Yeah. And I just got me an Altima. I said, I'm good with my Altima, man. He just laughed at me. <laughs> that's real. Now, I feel you, man. Uh, what's it like? Now, you work with Boosie a couple of times. I, I noticed. Um, you do videos too, right? Not just mm-hmm. photos. It's not limited to that. Music what's, videos. Okay. What's it like directing a Boosie? Someone who's established a vet in the game. Do they take direction well? Do you kind of? Is it easier than it may look? How How does that work? It was real easy. wasn't nervous at all. It was just real organic. Like Boosie, oh, you want me here? Oh, you want me to do this? Oh, you want me? And I posted a couple of pictures that um a photographer took and he was like all on my shoulder and stuff like that like as soon as I showed him the footage 
on my camera. He just got to jumping around and, oh, man, man, you you the stuff, man, you the stuff. So that made me even more comfortable. So I was like, man, let's do it. But it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was just natural. Okay, okay. How, how was it working with the younger cats? Do, uh, do they listen? Like, how speaking to the younger artists that's listening, man, the underground cats, how is it directing them? Is it a totally different experience? Or they, they it's a open different to experience. It? With younger people, you really just got to let them do what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, sad to say, it could probably be in, in different circumstances for different people, but most of the time it's just like, uh, I let them do what they do. I'm going to chop this up on the back end and, and make it come together right. Yeah. Like with the thousand people jumping around and, oh, I got to have this, I got to have this in there. So you just got to pull it props. together. So is that a creative? <laughs> Now let me ask you, because that's interesting to me. Is that a creative thing from your aspect as to I don't want to say nothing to ruin the mood in here? Cause you know young cats are kind of emotional. As to the older guys, like you said with Boosie, you're giving them direction. He he's get doing it. the thing. So he gets yeah. it. You know it's no ruining the mood. What is it with I the mean, young cats? I mean that's like that's it, but that's really no, kind of no what they're looking for. That's true. That's really kind of what they're looking for is the energetic gun wave and all that type of stuff. That's what they're looking for. But yeah. the young guys is more like I got my own ideas, you just shoot it. The old guys are like, yeah. give me direction. Okay, and sense. young guys is crazy. Like you gotta, you gotta talk to them different. Mm. Like I was, uh, man, I was shooting at a studio, and of course, dice game had broke out. We had the lights out, so after all the scenes are done, of course, dice game still going. No, it's time to get up and get out. Yeah, I gotta go. So, um, I just came through real quick, and I wasn't even thinking about it. But I came through. I switched the lights on and said, "All right, people." And immediately I was like, damn, I probably sound like the police. <laughs> Everybody jumped up. Yeah, they probably was like, started, was And then I was like, oh, no, I'm, we good. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you got to talk to young yeah, people. Just them, a little man. bit they, different. They, they ain't never <laughs> coming back, man. I'm going to turn the lights on. <laughs> yeah. How, what's the process like in making a video? How long does that usually take? Uh, just depends on who you are and what kind of formula you got laid out. Like, getting a formula laid out is pretty cool to where – you talking about like shooting it or editing it? Yes, just shooting whole it. process. Or that start yeah. to finish. I mean, I'd probably I'd probably give it about three hours, three okay. or four hours with shooting, editing. Just depends on the effects, what else I got going on. But you know, I'd probably give it another two to three hours on editing. Okay, right, you chopping them off real quick. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 all a process because people look at it different. Like um, like it takes that long. But when I'm doing the video, you don't know what else I got going on. That's true. So then that's what kind of takes right. takes the longest, and people kind of really don't understand that. Yeah. So they wanted them all. Right. <laughs> what? Uh, anybody else you work with that that we didn't name that that we heard? Because I, I, you know, again, your IG lit up, man. You got work with a lot of cast. OJ Simpson. Got a shout out, OJ. I thought OJ Simpson. Hey, back on Twitter. the music video for OJ Simpson. I thought I was gonna say, man, tell me all about it. I need to know. That's funny. So you worked with Juice Man? Yeah. We we hit the road a couple of times. And uh, I'm trying to actually get like some official work with him, but he yeah. just he him. Oh, so that makes sense. That How'd you link up with him? Mm. Through somebody else, random. I think I don't know. Honestly, yeah. it's yeah. been it's been a while. It's One been a those. few years. Okay, I think did. I seen him at a club. Probably took a picture. Told him what I did. Oh, okay, take my number down. Like everybody, same thing. And that's what's dope about living in Atlanta is when people, when the artists come to your city, they manage it down, they security down, and just you can't get to them. But in Atlanta, it's always, oh, take my they number out. down. Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. 
that's cool. That's another flip side. But then on the other side, I've learned going along the way that that's probably like one of the worst things you can do is get the artist contact because they don't control nothing. Mm-hmm. All they do is do music. So I've learned to start going around to the homeboy, to the manager, the street team, the the role manager, stuff like that. So, But everybody always focus on getting the artist contact or attention, but that's like not the best way to go about it. But that's how I started, and it got me through some doors, but... Really, it's the people yeah. around them mm-hmm. that call that make the schedules and they call exactly. the plays. Exactly, of course. Yeah, yeah. Chain of command, I guess you can say. That makes sense. Because they need to know what's going on. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Looking back, anything you you feel like you could have done differently um, down here, moving to the A. You know, you know, you look back again. You said you didn't really second guess anything, but was there a couple of situations where you like, man, I probably should have said it like this. I could have had X, Y, Z, or any anything of that nature. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say moving to Atlanta, but, like, my main regret is not picking up on YouTube fast enough. Mm. Like, I've been doing this for a long time. If I would have picked up a camera and showed people how I was doing, what I was doing, and actually tapped into YouTube like that, man, that YouTube would be out of this world. What Mm. type of content would you have on there? Like, what type of stuff? Just showing people because my whole – just showing people what I do on a day-to-day basis because my whole thing is like I'm trying to push I'm trying to push everybody towards YouTube because you never know who's out there and who can learn from you mm-hmm. and everybody's biggest doubt is I ain't nobody gonna wa- want to watch what I do or stuff like that man it's everything on YouTube That's a fact. Yeah, it's everything on YouTube if you're a single mother and you wake up and get your kids ready every day for school and take them to school man vlog that it's another single mama that don't know how to handle that yeah. or don't know how to you know don't know how to do it yeah. you yeah. know just everything rappers yeah. everything yeah most people don't know Google is not the most popular search engine that YouTube, YouTube is. It's most more, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even suggest school. I suggest YouTube. YouTube, YouTube University. Because right? if I and then when I sat back on it, I teach in one of my classes gave us a CD full of videos with worksheets. We watched the video and then came back and did the worksheet. It mm. sounded like YouTube, YouTube to me. Yeah. Yep. So I went in debt for that. So uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on YouTube. Me both, fam. Now, I'm on YouTube. Now you spoke of content, and you spoke of being on the road uh, when you were with the um, OJ. Yeah. What do you do when you're on the road with an artist? Are you a fly on the wall? Are you calling plays to get good looks? What's a better, more natural feel for you? Just anything you see in the environment. If you need them to do this, tell them to do this. They they already know. They gonna understand because mm-hmm. it's just all about getting a look. Sometimes. Especially with a uh, a recording artist, sometimes them clubs ain't what they look like. So you got to make the make, it look, make look the like look some. make it look a little bigger. So you know you got to get different angles and let them do certain stuff. And you know it's just it's just how you see it. Just whatever the environment is. Add to the portfolio. Mm-hmm. What about working with a little Duval behind the scenes with a little Duval? As <laughs> funny, not as funny. Now nah, Duval is Duval a hundred percent. Yeah, it ain't no it ain't no turn off button still kind of serious but it ain't really still no turn off button like Duval is Duval I've only really encountered him I've probably worked around him like three times maybe mm-hmm. but um yeah Duval is Duval yeah, he crazy. we ran into him doing the LA shit really. yeah I remember he was silly as hell, all the time then. it was the yeah. same thing even <laughs> this how many That's years him. later it's the same dude I see on TV and it's crazy because most funny people are kind of 
Most funny people are opposite. Yeah, like when they you can run turn into it him and be all out, serious and shit. All the time. It's, it's just it, living his best life. life. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> you speak about kind of doing those teachings and stuff on YouTube, kind of how you would have hopped on there and shown a lot of people stuff early. A lot of your content on IG is teaching people not only behind the lens, but in front of the lens too. Like, let's take it in front of the lens. If I'm an artist, because we got artists that listen, and I'm trying to get my branding life together, you know what I mean? My photos, my video. What am I looking at? What can I do with a, if I got a stack and that's my budget, can I get myself together with that? Like, what? Tell me some of the things I can do if I'm an artist with a stack. I mean, it just depends on that's what you have. That's $1,000. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, $1,000 US <laughs> currency. Depends on what you already have done. Okay. You know, first off, you know, get your paperwork right behind your music, behind your name. Uh, brand yourself, like get get a name logo, get a brand logo, a company logo, whatever you want to call it. And um, just make yourself memorable. Like that's really all it's about is just branding yourself and you putting a brand to the face. And that's pretty much it. Mm. So always I would go. And, and then on top of that, like we talked earlier, but pay attention to the people that's already in position. And you'll kind of know what to do. You'll have your own style, but the structuring, you can kind of take the structuring from them and then kind of, ba- you know, change it up as it see fit with your own brand. But, you know, 2 Chains, Bankroll, all them, they all got their own name logos. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have a name logo? <laughs> like, and the whole point is to make it, you know, we've been learning for the longest, fake it till you make it. Make it look bigger than what it is till it's there. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah. You talked about the baby earlier. Like, he vlogging and shit. Like, you need to be vlogging right. every day if you're on the way right. to the yo, if you're in the yo. Even if you're not a him. I, I think people get intimidated. They think it works for somebody that's on. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody that's on, people care. When, you know, they may not have a big following like that. They're like, why would I do that? I ain't on that level. You know what I mean? I think that's what people in my opinion, that's what they thinking in the back of their head. Or they think ain't nobody looking. Like people will go oh, live that. and have one eyeball up there. It deters them from doing it again. You <laughs> that that hurts their pride right yeah. there when it's right. one eyeball looking. But you still gotta you still gotta put your you still gotta put your own work in though once you do that. Right. And mm-hmm. all these we got all these tools laid out for us to use and a lot of people ain't using them. Mm. I can go to any I can go to a lot of artists' phone right now, scroll down their timeline or scroll in their DMs. That you're gonna see a lot of twerking, you're gonna see a lot of female stuff like that. Females is cool if you got a female song, but where's all them DJs at? Where's all them mm-hmm. promoters at? You know, you gotta tap into all of that because them are the people that's really gonna make stuff move for you. Yeah. Yep. You, you don't have to remake the wheel. Control your following. On. You need that Jay Wilson uh consultant. What you what you waiting on? Man, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to get it together. That's Artist that's what consultant. I was telling Lou. Like I'm just really rebranding myself, just trying to get a lot of structure. Put in because from the beginning, like you know, I'm still moving fast, so now I got to go back. And because not too long ago, I looked up and I was like, I'm not, I'm kind of not doing what I'm telling everybody to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me pick Practice up the camera, let preach. me start YouTube, and let me start vlogging, let me get myself together first because it's just it's been so long. I just been working with other people's brands, trying to big everybody else up. Yeah, I got to big myself up too. So that's one of the main reasons why I'm talking on. Instagram mm-hmm. to kind of brand myself because I got a passion for it. I see, I feel like I see stuff a lot different than other people see it. So I don't really mind sharing that. Okay. You were spoken, you spoke about memorable moments and artists creating that. Which one of your projects sticks out to you as most memorable? Anything that you've done video or photo shoot wise or anyone you work with? 
I really wouldn't even say. Like it's it's no memorable it's moments. You tell people to create memorable moments. And it's yeah, a yeah, lie. Just one. I know, I know you did. What's uh, Nivea's cover though? That that looked dope though. That was dope. Yeah. That was Nivea Lil Wayne baby. Mom. Yeah. Did you know that Lil Wayne baby mom? Right. Yeah. <laughs> nah. We was talking directly. I, I ain't just like submit nothing. Like we was uh-huh. talking. They wanted me to do it. She wanted me to do the. I did. I only did the graphic design. Somebody okay. else did the photo. She wanted me to do the photo, but it was time constraint. So yeah, I knew I knew it was gonna be the cover. It was pretty dope. Yeah. I like that's that. That's one. I mean, if you go back on history. That's that's one like dang this Nivea dang she Lil Wayne baby mama sure. dang Lil Wayne is this thing yeah so I mean that's but uh, it's a lot of stuff that ends up like that I mean I I say some of my most memorable stuff because he ain't here no more is bankroll mm. and we didn't even work we didn't even get no work done I I went on um I went on a Florida tour with him with Benjamin Brothers they out of Nashville mm-hmm. um. Met him, we clicked tight. He he started talking with Turk and stuff like that. So then that kind of even brought me even more closer to the circle, and we was just brothers. Like yeah. that's just it. Like and we really didn't even get no work done. Yeah. But we always stayed in contact. I always text him, let him know I'm proud of you. Blah blah blah. He say you too. I appreciate that. All that type of stuff. So yeah, we really got close. But uh, how surprising yeah. was that phone call when you received that y'all were brothers like that? Man, I cried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't even lie. I was in uh, I was working in DOA, mm-hmm. and the Street Exec Studio is right down the street. Yep. And I feel like I feel like I probably would have been around it if I would have, because I was on my way to DOA, and I was on the interstate. And Diamonds for some reason, <laughs> yeah, Diamonds of Atlanta, yeah. And for <laughs> some reason, I passed the exit. Mm. Like weird. I I go here every night. I passed the exit because I'm a photo- I was a photographer in the club. Um. I passed the exit, so that threw me off like ten minutes. And then when I get, when I finally turn around, get back on the thing, get back on the interstate, get to the club, I'm there for like five, ten minutes. Boom! They tell me I'm like, man, damn, like yeah. I was just, That's nuts. I was just over there slick because the back road going there, you pass right by Street Exec. So that's wild. Yeah, I just, I just really broke down because. It's just like, like I said earlier, like I move off feeling. Mm. So people can tell you they love you every day. People can say this. People can say that. But when you feel something about somebody, like you feel like, man, this person genuine. You know, they didn't came through for me on a couple of occasions. It's just like it, it don't really, it don't really get no better than that. And I don't mm. care like who I worked with after him in Atlanta. I ain't met nobody like him. Yeah. Would you say you've been able to build a lot of genuine relationships like that in the industry? Yeah, I say that because I don't I don't go in it I don't go in it want nothing. Right. And even as famous people, even as me being a businessman, you know, you supposed to get paid, but you know, you would you would think famous people want stuff for free. I always go in, I don't even go in asking for money. I always go into a situation, just look, I'm here, ready to work, what you need, let's do it, let's do this, let's do that, and end up kinda instructing them along the way and then I leave with a check at the end of the night. Yep. And that's really kind of how it go go down. And I, I kind of want to preach that, too, with free work. Like, don't be scared to really do some free work, especially if it's some work that you ain't done before. It's a person that you haven't worked with before that has potential. Like, you never know where this will take you. And then you in Atlanta, which is crazy because this person right next to you could be the it person in two yep. years. Yep. Like, you never know. So 
you know, just kind of pick and choose and, you know, get some free work done. That's Absolutely. What's next for Jay Wilson Media, man? Man, just rebranding myself. I'm, I'm trying to grow this teaching platform, mm-hmm. uh, trying to keep talking to people. I'm going to do some one-on-ones based on what I got going on and really just vlog my life. Vlog, 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 and just let everybody know, you know, what's happening. And then I, my wife, she, um, she quit her job about a, like a few months ago, so she's entering the entrepreneurial world. Nice. And then um, my little girls, they had did the little chocolate selling thing at uh, from from school. Okay. Got the chocolate from school and was selling it. And I seen how serious they was about their money. I'm like. <laughs> Okay, well, let's find something for y'all to sell. So, boom, they they doing lip gloss, all natural lip gloss and apparel nice. for kids. So, we got their website coming up, and they they really happy about it. Yeah. And they gonna hustle their own thing. They gonna have their own cash app, and they gonna do <laughs> they it. gonna do what they need to do. Got to teach some kids hustlers, how to get man. that bread, man. Early I on, respect it. Um, hey, man, look, anything else before we get goes? Nah, man, good story. Appreciate you coming through and touching the base with us, I appreciate y'all. Hey, this, the teaching stuff, would that be for, is that for photographers and videographers or artists or both? Whoever want to pay for the class. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> that, and that's one thing I was trying to get at, like, class or classes. Like, gotcha. should I do Photoshop or Adobe Premiere or try to mix it together? I don't really know how I want to structure it yet, but... Gotcha. I just know, like, my head's big enough. Like, I got to let some of this info out. <laughs> Where can they find you on uh, socials, bro? Man, everything is J. Wilson Media. J-A-Y Wilson Media. There it is. And, uh, shout out to On Deck TV. Hey, so. We on deck. We on deck. <laughs> we we about eight cameras in here. We on deck. Everything on deck, man. Like this, man. Shout out to Ball Studios for this dope mm. setup, man. On Deck TV. We appreciate you coming by, fucking with us. I appreciate y'all. 100%. All right, man. We'll be back. Don't go nowhere. What's going on, good people of On Deck TV, Hip Hop Land? It's your boy Big Jeff from the Full Sport Press Podcast, featuring myself, Jay Hove, and Weezy each and every Monday. Once you finish this action packed episode of the On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast, make sure you check out FSP episode 305. We are covering the NBA All Star Reserve selection, and always, it's FSP style. So don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. Man, we are back. It's your man, Animal Brown, with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, shout out to guy Jay Wilson, man. That was a good, hey, cool dude right there. Cool Very dude. Very much so, man. Uh, shout out to Nashville in the building, man. Absolutely. He's done his thing down here. Good stories, nice bankroll story, man. So that yeah. was good, good, good people, man. Absolutely, Very. man. Don't forget, give him a follow, man. His content is super dope on IG. Yeah, y'all check that out, man. Uh, it's wins and losses time, people. Uh, we are handing out a W to yo boy, DJ Khaled. He is welcoming, or he had just welcomed his second baby boy. Um, Assad's got a brother now. Mm. Do you think he'll market this child like he did Assad? Absolutely not. <laughs> that's dead. He know that's dead. It died out with a side. I just now thought about it. Where have a side been? Yeah, like, I don't know. He been low key. Yeah, that's dead. <laughs> but now, now he was just the father of a side was the name of the album, wasn't it? Yeah, so he just that was last years. year. I saw him have a reality showing y'all asses. <laughs> One year he gonna be out here. I can see that, man. Uh, we had not. Nah, dead. We hand out another W to The Locks. 20 years ago, mm-hmm. this week, they dropped their Rough Riders debut album after being released from Bad Boy. Is this a top five group album? Is this a top five group album? Yes, absolutely. It we are the streets. Five. Yeah, it is. It's 100% a top five group album. Hey, that free that free us or free Rough Riders or whatever, free The Locks, free the Locks. Campaign, campaign they had with Bad Boy, 
that changed the game because it actually worked. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> and got them out of those shiny suits and Tims. Um, last one, handing out another W to Lil Wayne fans. We need all Ws this week. There's too much sad news going on. We handed out a W to Lil Wayne fans. His next album, Funeral, drops this Friday. Is this a W? What is your interest level in this new Lil Wayne album? Is this a W? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's Lil Wayne. I hope he's gonna drop them ten verses that, that that we were talked about on SoundCloud probably two weeks ago, and people are gonna be so upset because they thought Lil New Lil Wayne was coming. That's my prediction. <laughs> hey, if this album is them SoundCloud leaks, that should be funny as yeah, hell. Wayne trolling the shit out of y'all. He ain't dropped no album. Shout out, shout out to FSP. They posed the question: Who moves the needle more in twenty twenty, Eminem or Lil Wayne? Is there a neither? Somebody has to move it more than the other. Mm. Y'all got Eminem fucked up. He did three hundred fifty thousand first week. Well, he's white. There's that. I mean, yeah, so. they they there are a lot of them in this country that support I mean, Lil Wayne. I just, he's more popular than Lil Wayne. He's always has been. So I think he always gonna move the meter because he's you know. Like, I guess that answers the question. Then it was Eminem. Oh uh, man, listen. Before we get out of here, we have an on decker of the week. We are going to YouTube. Okay. YouTube.com slash Realville, by the way, if you guys haven't subscribed yet. Shout out to Alan. I'm gonna mess your name up. My bad. Kramer, that's what we're going to go with. Like all Seinfeld? I believe so. Um, he left a comment on the Eminem album review. He said if Eminem was an NBA player, he would be Dwayne Wade. At his prime, maybe the best player we've witnessed, including Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> only problem is his real prime was short. It was only three years. But he got three rings, and M has three classics. Three rings? Three classics? There you go. Then he started regressing. Who runs the YouTube pages? They blocked this guy? <laughs> D-Wade with LeBron is recovery Eminem. No. He is slowly going what? into retirement and sometimes blocks dunks. I mean, excuse me, sometimes gets blocked on dunks by the rim, but he still has skills for days. He just needs that one last dance, one last really good album that people will give him props on, and it's all his friends and colleagues on that who respect him. Peace, brothers. Shout out to Allen. Isn't this obvious who Eminem's NBA comp is? Who? This should be good. Dirk. One ring, whole lot of points, <laughs> unstoppable at one point. Real good tell us Dirk. Nah. It's easy. First of all, it's not D Wade or Dirk, even though thank you, Alan, for the comment. Definitely ain't D Wade. Let's get that out of there. Don't put those two together so closely as if it was close. It's not D Wade, Alan. He has more than one ring, though. Eminem no, got three he does good not. albums. He has one ring. That's that's it. That's it. I'm being nice. He's Dirk. We appreciate the comment, man. Make sure y'all jump in the comments. Let us know about what uh, anything that we said during this interview or during this episode or any other episode moving forward. Uh, put me on something, man. You got something to put me on this week? Uh, yes, I went out this weekend. Oh, oh um, shit. Yeah, went to uh, Cam Newton's Cigar Lounge. It's called Fellowship. Okay. Real cool spot, man. Very cool spot. Uh, near downtown Atlanta by Centennial Park area that way okay. that way excuse me but it was dope man they got the nice humidity in there you can nice little cigar lounge cool setup it was fine i've never been to a cigar bar is there food and shit yeah drinks food is actually good it's like oh. a, it's a regular lounge but it's got a cigar humidity you can buy cigars and smoke it. okay it was cool don't even know cool. about this smoke cigars no more yes um you're like <laughs> i'm gonna have to put you on something as well i talked a lot of shit about this movie a couple of weeks ago how i was you went to the movies yeah i know that's crazy what? i know Shit. It rarely happens, but when I do, I go see good shit. And I went to see that Just Mercy. 
and it was fire. For Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan. I'm not going to lie. I, it took everything in me. My wife had to literally kidnap me and take me because I didn't want to go. Huh? Did you cry? Huh? Yeah. Uh, it was a really good movie. I take all the shit that I said back about it a couple of weeks ago. Shout out to M Extra because I shitted on him for suggesting I even see it. Mm. But sometimes you don't feel like feeling like that, man. That's mm. all. That's the only reason I didn't want to see it. I went and I felt like that, but it was a fire movie. Was it better than Queen and Slim? Uh, that's no, tough, it's a different man. kind of movie. Yeah, you just you just threw out the most recent seen, black movie. Yes. Come on, man. Both of them are black movies, <laughs> so let's ask, compare them. One's a true story, one's not. And <laughs> they're both black. Like, which one is better? I mean, I, so you're trying to cape for that Kim, uh, Queen and Slim because you said it was good, and you know it's not better than this movie, but you don't want to say it. This I give this, I give just mercy to Nod because of the acting. Jamie Lee, I mean Jamie Lee Fox. Jamie That's what I'm about to say. Jamie Fox, Jamie Fox sister. Jamie Fox that that needs more credit as being one of the most talented men on this earth. I agree. Period. He rapped it with me. No. Hey man, we appreciate no. y'all listening to the show. <laughs> Another week in the books. Mamba mentality. The marathon continues. All of that good stuff, man. We'll see y'all next week. We out.